Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Tuesday election day in the United States. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
faces. I've been all around the world, seen a lot of faces. Never known where I was on the horizon. Ooh, well I know, I know, I know, I know, so I'll be rising back home. No, we won't forget where we came from. This city won't change us. We beat to the same drum. No, we won't forget where we came from. The city won't change us.
J.M. in the A.M. Good morning, all. It is election day in the United States. Why that would make me a um, <laughs> why why that would really uh, make me sound enthusiastic? I'm not sure, but <laughs> there is something to finally getting to November the eighth of 2016 that I think uh, does in fact bring excitement to a lot of voices out there, uh, including mine. Can you believe it? Finally, election day after all of this. I think back to the first time, and for a variety of reasons, it's going to be difficult for me to forget it, frankly, because of the circumstances at the time. But I remember the first time when the uh, Republican um, candidates debate uh, took place back in the summer of 2015, and I did not realize how long it would take to get to this point. That's so many months and over a year, close to a year and a half of all the rhetoric, all the messages, all the discussion, all the analysis, and today, finally, it ends. Uh, tonight is election night in the United States. Many people will be uh, anxiously awaiting with bated breath the results of the elections. I do remind everybody that there are a lot of other elections besides the presidential election. Keep that in mind. You'll want to use your opportunity to vote today, not just for president, but for all of the local races. We have been discussing on this program for years, uh, but we've been emphasizing it for the last uh, many, many days, how important it is to vote, to get out there, and to uh, express yourself at the polls. Um Interesting song set to open up our JM and the AM Election Day Tuesday. You heard the Aspaklaria with Kuma, Lech Lecha by the Footsteps, the Moshav Band and Come Back, the Maccabees Had Home, Asher Bara done by Piamenta, Shoresh with Tilali Shlom Hamdina. I thought of that about, uh, about a month ago. I said to myself, on Election Day, let's open the show with a special tefillah a special prayer from Medinat Israel for the state of Israel. After all, uh, we know the one above controls everything, but we also know that the um, the messengers that he uses when it comes to the fate of the state of Israel often are leaders of the United States of America. So, figured a little tefillah lishlom hamdina. And Regesh with Modani opening things up, and we say good morning. It's Tuesday on this 8th of November, the 7th of Marcheshvan. Again, it's election day with 41 degrees, sunshine, and a high temperature of 66. Tonight, mostly cloudy and a low of 50. Tomorrow, showers and a high temperature Wednesday, 57 degrees. Yushalayim is at 71. <coughs> We're at 41 here in Jersey City as we say good morning at JM in the AM. Uh, Harvey Cayley in hour number three this morning, one of the legends uh, in the world of Jewish philanthropy and somebody who has been uh, so devoted and dedicated to the children of Ohel and the families of Ohel. The Gale is coming up. We get to speak to him later on. Uh, also, Rabbi Glasser and Rabbi Goldberg are going to be joining us as a joint program between the Yeshiva University Center for the Jewish Future and Young Israel of Fort Lee. We'll speak about that uh, coming up later on at JM in the AM. And to those of you out there who are part of the Yeshiva League, if you are a principal, a teacher, member of the administration, a parent, a student, a coach, a cheerleader, meaning somebody who's constantly cheering for their team, or anybody out there who has anything to do with Yeshiva League sports, 
Uh, you want to make sure to tune in. Today will be the official. Last week was sort of unofficial. Today we'll make it the official start of the 5777 Yeshiva League Sports Update here at JM in the AM. And uh, that happens at 7.20 Eastern Time with Elliot Weiselberg. We are looking forward to bringing that to you every single Tuesday. Tonight at 7 p.m., a brand new edition of Court Report on the Nahum Siegel Network. So you can hear Elliot in the complete show uh, with all the analysis regarding Yeshiva League sports. And that will be encored. That will be repeated on Sunday night at 7 p.m. on the Nahum Siegel Network, our Yeshiva League sports court report. All right, that's how it goes. It's election day. Get out there and vote sometime before the polls close. I think traditionally... In New Jersey, it's 8 p.m. In New York, it's 9 p.m. In terms of polls closing. And um, may the best candidate, and this this truly we do mean, may the best candidate, uh, although in this case it may only be at this point in the eyes of the one above, but may the best candidate win. And uh, let us continue to pray for the future of this beloved country and those countries that we care about out there. 24 minutes before 7 o'clock, JM in the AM with C. Landsbaum and Noah Solomon.
selection entitled Nigun Yerushalayim, appropriate for our conversation yesterday with Rabbi Daron Peretz of World Mizrahi and Yom Yerushalayim. Mordechai Shapiro with Schar Mitzvah before that. Uh, you heard C. Lansbaum and Noah Solomon with Vishavu Vonim. It's amazing how I didn't realize this when, when it was originally announced. Um, it's unbelievable. Uh, for the first time ever, Israel is observing Aliyah Day, a national holiday. You may recall uh, we announced this uh, when it actually became law in Israel. and made a big deal about it for a good reason. Israel is observing Aliyah Day a national holiday celebrating immigration for the first time today. It's uh, following the law passed by the Knesset in June that the holiday is, uh, is going to be on the 7th of Cheshvan, coinciding with the reading of the Torah portion in which Abraham is told to leave his home to go to the Promised Land. Parshas Lech Lecha. As I just posted on Facebook, how unbelievable a coincidence in quotation marks that the first Aliyah Day in Israel is the 2016 Election Day in the United States. I don't like reading a lot into these things, but that one is just <laughs> too good to pass up, too good not to mention. On Aliyah Day, schools will teach about the contributions immigrants made to Israel. The Knesset will hold special meetings and ceremonies will be held by the President's residents, the IDF, and Israel Police. The Immigration and Absorption Ministry will host a ceremony to mark the day at Jerusalem's International Convention Center Tuesday night. Prime Minister Netanyahu, Defense Minister Lieberman, Immigration Minister Sofa Landver, and Jewish Agency Chairman Natan Sharansky are to attend the gathering, which will include a festive concert honoring various stages of Aliyah from different countries. 37 years ago, I made Aliyah due to the desire to build my home here and raise a family. Landver said ahead of the event, like me, hundreds of thousands of Olim arrive in Israel each year. Because of the same sense of connection to the homeland, I am proud and excited that for the first time, a day to mark Aliyah is being held in Israel. All those immigrants from the first Aliyah to the fifth, operations Moses and Solomon, and to the new Olim, everyone makes up the Kibbutz Kaliot, which is called the State of Israel. In addition to being a day of celebration, the occasion also provides an opportunity to reflect upon issues and challenges faced by immigrants already in the country. Um, so there you have it. Today is Aliyah Day in Israel. Today is Election Day in the United States. Wow. Is there such a thing as coincidence? 41 degrees, sunshine, and a high temperature of 66. It's a Tuesday Election Day at JM and the AM. Make sure to go out there and vote. Don't want you to forget to do that. And uh, I thank you so much for tuning in. Yeshiva League Sports Update, half an hour away, and plenty more coming up on JM in the AM.
Live in fear, yet the voices are. 
Done by Shimon Kramer. Nachas before that with Bischarzeh. Election Day, 7 o'clock Eastern Time, and this is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 in the FM Dial Broadcasting Live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey. Around the world on the web, jmnam.org, and of course on the NSN app. Galaitz on the background, news from Israel is coming up. America Bukharit, Shidurim Yuhadim, the I will not disappoint you, that I promise. They're doing more post election coverage. On Gal Galatz and Galitzal than they are here on the, the Nahum Single Network. How do you like that? My gosh, unbelievable. Israel and the rest of the world following things closely. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Tuesday next at Jamnia. Galitzal, Ashtain, Khan, Shibel Karmi Mansur, Imashakore Akshav. אמריקה בוחרת בשעה זו נפתחות קלפיות נוספות בארצות הברית בין היתר בשורה של מדינות מתנדנדות חשובות. כתבתנו דנה גוטר. הקלפיות בעוד 14 מדינות נפתחות בשעה זו ביניהן פלורידה, מישיגן ופנסילבניה החשובות והמתנדנדות. הילרי קלינטון קיימה את עצרת הבחירות האחרונה של הבצפון קרוליינה, שם הקלפיות נפתחו לפני כחצי שעה, וניצחון בה עשוי להביא לתבוסה של טראמפ במרוץ. מתוך כך טים קיינס, גנה המיועד של קלינטון, הצביע בקלפי יושב ראש ועדת הפנים של הכנסת, דודי אמסלם מהליכוד, קורא לראש הממשלה נתניהו לחזור בו ממתווה הכותל שיאפשר תפילה מעורבת ברחבה ולהותיר על כנו את המצב הקיים. אני קורא לראש הממשלה לבחון חזרה את המתווה, לבטל אותו ולחזור חזרה למה שהיה עד היום. ואני חושב, עם כל הכבוד לאמריקאים, היהודים האמריקאים, כבודם קומה מונח, הם לא אמורים להשפיע עלינו כאן, גם אם יעלבו זה בסדר. שר בכיר מותח ביקורת על ראש הממשלה נתניהו בעקבות תגובתו אמש נגד תחקיר עובדה והמגישה אילנה דיין. 
הטריק הקבוע של נתניהו לקרוס שמאלן לכל מי שמתווכח איתו מפסיק לעבוד, אמר השר הבכיר לכתבנו מיכאל שמש. שר אחר מהליכוד הוסיף, מדובר בציד מכשפות נגד עיתונאים והתקשורת, אפשר לקבל ביקורת וזה בסדר שיש עיתונות חופשית במדינה דמוקרטית. עוזי ארד, לשעבר היועץ לביטחון לאומי, שהשתתף בתחקיר, שוחח עם רינו צרור. די המום מהתגובה האלימה, הוולגרית, הבוטה. זה פשוט מקומם. אם נוהגים כך בעניין תקשורתי, מאיפה אתה יודע שלא נוהגים כך בעניין מדיני, או ביטחוני, או צבאי? נתניהו עצמו סירב לענות לשאלות העיתונאים על התחקיר במהלך חנוכת רכבת העמק. הוא סיפר שישראל סיכלה את כוונת הרשות הפלסטינית להצטרף לאינטרפול ושיבח את שר התחבורה ישראל כץ על חלקו בפיתוח תשתיות המדינה. אני בטוח שוותיקי העמק משפשפים היום עיניים, מתרפקים על זיכרונות ילדותם שקמו לתחייה. וישראל, אני מאוד מעריך את העבודה שלך. אתה עושה כאן כדי... להגשים את החזון המשותף שלנו. הותר לפרסום כי תושב הדרום, בן 26, מואשם שביצע עבירות מין רבות בשתי אחיותיו, עם הפרטים כתבנו רמי שני. הצעיר ניצל כל מצב אפשרי לבצע עבירות מין שונות באחיותיו, החל משנת 2004, כשאחת מהן הייתה בת תשע. אחת מאחיותיו התאבדה בהיותה בת 15, כתב האישום שהוגש נגדו לבית המשפט המחוזי בבאר שבע אתמול, מפרט רבים ממעשים אלו. בצידו הגישה הפרקליטות במחוז הדרומי בקשה לעצור אותו עד לתום ההליכים המשפטיים כלפיו. בגרמניה נעצרו חמישה פעילי דאעש, ובהם מי שנחשב למגייס הראשי לשורות הארגון במדינה. כתבתנו שירה נאות. החמישה נעצרו לפנות בוקר באזור העיר קלן והואשמו בתמיכה בארגון טרור. בין העצורים נמצא גם אבו עלא, המכונה גם מטיף ללא פנים, ונחשב למגייס העיקרי לשורות דאעש בגרמניה. התחזית אצלנו מחר יהיה חם מהרגיל עד שרבי ברוב אזורי הארץ. אלה החדשות שעורך הדר שיפר.
J.M. in the A.M. It's the uh, selection from uh, Simcha Liner entitled Espanecha. Diaspora had David Melech. Yeah. Why not think of the uh, ultimate Melech, the ultimate leader, on a day when a new leader in this country is being chosen? Hold on, done by the uh, Waterbury Yeshiva cast. Tuesday morning, election day here in the USA. Oh, by the way. Um, coming up on JM Rewind, right after JM in the AM, we're actually going to be uh, presenting an encore presentation of the um, of the uh, election forum that we held here last week with uh, David Greenfield and Jeff Balaban. We're going to be presenting that in uh, encore form, starting at 9 a.m. this morning with JM Rewind. And if you missed it, you'll have an opportunity to hear it. If you want to hear uh, some of the issues that are of concern to uh, leaders in our community uh, vis-a-vis uh, Israel and our community, before you go out to vote today, you'll be able to hear it at that point. Uh, polls will be open in New Jersey, I believe, until 8 o'clock, and New York until 9. I think they even, um, if I caught the Israeli news uh, properly, uh, correctly, at the top of the hour, they um, they already had declared that 14 polling, that 14 states had already opened polling stations uh, to kick off uh, election 2016. So here we are, believe it or not, all these months and years later, and we finally have made it to the election um, uh, for president, uh, the one that will be inaugurated in January of 2017. Uh, by the way, today is Aliyah Day, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, coincidence, I think not, as uh, I posted on Facebook earlier. Uh, today's Aliyah Day was designated as so by the Israeli government in the bill that was passed in June by the Knesset that the 7th, of Marrakesh Fund would mark Aliyah Day. Um, I believe the calculation was that uh, generally on the seventh of Marrakesh Fund we are either reading or in the or, or are in the week of reading of Parshas Lech Lecha. That's why they chose the um, date of the seventh of Marrakesh Fund. And you look at the secular calendar, and it's Election Day in the United States on the same day. How do you like that? Gets you to start thinking a little bit. 19 minutes after 7 o'clock, and guess what? We've got a Yeshiva League sports update. After all, it's one of the things we're known for, reviewing Yeshiva League sports, especially the major sports of basketball and hockey all throughout the season. Elliot Weiselberg, the brand-new Hassan, is, um, is a raring to go, as he described last week. Uh, it's going to be an amazing upcoming season in so many sports in the Yeshiva League. And if you're a coach, if you're a player, an athlete, a student, a parent, a relative, a principal, an administration member, a friend, um, if you have a special uh, school you like to follow, specific school you like to follow, Yeshiva League Sports Update gives you that chance every single week. And a special shout-out as we kick off the Yeshiva League Sports Update right now. And we remind everybody that the full court report will be on tonight, starting at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the stream uh, on the Nahum Siegel Network. And it will be repeated Sunday at 7 p.m. on the Nahum Siegel Network. As I remind you about all of this having to do with Yeshiva League Sports, a special shout-out goes out to Mike Feller and everybody at Crown Trophy. Because as we like to point out, the trophy that will be hoisted by no matter what team wins their respective sport uh, in the um, early part of 2017, will be won from Crown Trophy. And uh, Mike and his staff are amazing JMNAM listeners. Well, i got to find out from them, make sure that they are completely ready for our big transition. 
Because those of you who are not aware yet, we are going completely digital uh, starting December the 1st, which means uh, you have to make sure to have your computer ready at NahumSiegel.com, to have your uh, listen line ready. We'll give you that phone number so you can call up and listen to any segment you wish. Uh, you want to make sure to have the NSN app. Just search Nahum Siegel Network in your Android or your iPhone. Nahum Siegel Network, and you'll have your app all set. And you want your Bluetooth ready, your auxiliary cable ready for your car. All the archives, you want to make sure you have access to our archives, which, of course, will continue. So uh, for those of you who listen later in the day, you'll be able to do that. And, of course, if you're outside of the New York, New Jersey area, all of this does not affect you at all. You'll be able to tune in, as usual, to this great radio broadcast, kicking off a full day of Nahum Siegel Network programming. All right, Yeshiva League Sports Update time. Elliot Weiselberg is ready, and we are ready for our Yeshiva League Sports Update here at JM in the AM. Good morning, everyone, and welcome back for yet another season of the Tuesday morning JM in the AM Sports Update. On today's update, we'll get you all caught up on some marquee matchups through the first week of the season, as well as fill you in on everything that went down in Memphis this past weekend at the Cooper Memphis National Invitational Basketball Tournament. All that and more straight ahead, I'm Elliot Weiselberg. The good people of Memphis, Tennessee generally anticipate getting their fair share of Yeshiva League teams on Championship Sunday. Two years ago, it was Hafter and North Shore squaring off in the championship. Last year, it was Hafter and DRS. This year, however, they retreated to a very surprising outcome. The Yeshiva League sent three of its members to the tournament this year, none of which were favored from the onset to make the championship, much less win it. Attending were third-seeded Flatbush, ninth-seeded Heschel, and tenth-seeded Kushner. No one was really surprised when Flappish defeated Fasman on day one, nor when Heschel dropped Yeshiva of Waterbury in its opening round contest. On day two, though, the first major upset in the event saw the Heschel Heat knock off the consensus tournament favorite Katz Yeshiva High School of Boca, upending them 43-42. By the end of the day, Flatbush would be the highest remaining seed in the event. The semifinals saw Flatbush cruise by Milliken, and Heschel continued their hot streak, knocking off host Cooper to set up the most improbable of championships between the two Yeshiva League schools. The game, a rematch of last year's varsity semifinals won by Flatbush, started off slow, but saw the Heat take an early advantage. An eight-point lead at the end of one would grow for Heschel and become 20 by the end of the third, en route to the ninth-seeded Heat, leaving Memphis with the championship trophy 64-54. to Tournament MVP Elon Orgel led the game with 28 points for Heschel. Kevin Hadid paced Flatbush in defeat with 19. Closer to home, the Yeshiva League kicked off its inaugural week of action on all levels. In varsity hockey, TABC broke a late 4-4 tie to win its first game in defense of its title, 6-4 over Ramaz. Last night saw two entertaining comeback victories as Ramaz turned around a 5-2 deficit against Kushner and Rambam a 3-1 hole to Hank to both win 6-5. For Rambam, it was a Daniel Yitzchaki bad in out of midair with 2.29 remaining, only 20 seconds after Hank tied the game at 5-5 to win it for the Ravens. JV Hockey had two major results last night as Hank broke open a 2-2 game in the third over Rambam to win 5-2 and Frisch trounced Hafter 4-0 in Paramus in the first of this year's interconference games. With the Shiva League action and the Tuesday morning jam in the AM Sports Update starting up again, so too it means that it is time for the newest season of The Court Report tonight on the Nakam Sequel Network. 
Tonight we premiere Season 4 with our yearly JV and Varsity Hockey Preview with TABC Varsity Head Coach Mo Fuchs. Mo and I spend the hour breaking down the two leagues and give our thoughts on some of the major storylines as well as teams and players to look out for during the 2016-2017 Yeshiva League hockey seasons. All that and more tonight at 7 p.m. with an encore this coming Sunday night at 7 p.m. only on the Siegel Network, NachumSiegel.com. And that was your Tuesday morning jam, the AM Sports Update. I'm Elliot Weiselberg.
Jam in the AM. It's Benny Friedman off the Sheer Double CD. It's a Tuesday morning. Today's election day. Could you believe it? We're finally here. Time to choose the next president of the United States. Even more importantly, today is Aliyah Day, as recognized by the Knesset of the State of Israel, with many celebrations and uh, events going on in the Holy Land. Uh, keep in mind that on uh, Thursday, JM and the AM is uh, hitting the road. We'll be back at the JEC as they continue their 75th anniversary celebration. We'll be at JEC Thursday morning between 6 and 9 a.m. right here at JM and the AM. So make sure to be tuned in for that. And uh, also keep in mind, a week from Monday is our very first broadcast from Venice from the Jewish Unity Initiative that we are taking to the 500-year-old Venetian Jewish ghetto. Um... The broadcast actually happening on Monday and Tuesday, our big musical, well, big is relative. <laughs> Compared to what we did last year in France, it's not exactly big, but it'll certainly be big for the Venice Jewish community. The uh, big um, uh, musical event starring Itzik Dadja and Daniela Javier will happen this Saturday night in a beautiful Malava Malka taking place in the Venetian ghetto. And uh, since here, in these parts, you will not be able to see it here, meaning in the United States, you won't be able to see it live, since it's a Malava Malka. Um... I will certainly be posting that video, and you'll have a chance to enjoy it. 7.30 in the morning, Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechonishmas of Zevin of Yosef Alevi, and Esther Basar of Yosef Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. The Talmud tells us of the very close relationship between Rabbi Yehuda Nasi and the Roman Emperor Antoninus. Antoninus often consulted Rabbi for advice. He also had a special tunnel constructed between the houses in order that he could go and visit Rebbe whenever he wished. The Medrash tells us that Antoninus came to Kesarin. He sent for Rabbeinu HaKadosh. Rabbeinu HaKadosh took with him Reb Shimon his son and Reb Chia HaGadol. Reb Shimon saw a soldier who was very handsome. He remarked to Reb Chia, Look how nice is this officer of Esav. So Reb Chia took him to the marketplace he showed him a basket of grapes and figs. All the flies were swarming around it. He said, I want you to know that these flies and that soldier are both the same. Reb Shimon came back and repeated the conversation to his father. Rabbeinu HaKadosh told him, Reb Chia compared those soldiers to flies, but actually they're not worth anything at all. We learn have a hearing that a person should be very careful when dealing with the government. At the time that it is to their benefit, they remain close to us. Raman Gamliel lived during a Tkufa when there were those that rolled over Eretz Yisrael. The person who was the head of the Jewish community was responsible to have interaction with the Roman government, to be mishtadel on behalf of Klal Yisrael. Rabbeinu HaKadosh had close ties with Antoninus. The generals and the officers all gave respect and deference to Rabbeinu HaKadosh. However, after the death of Antoninus, Rebbe called out, Nisparda Chavila, the bond has now become undone, meaning to say that special connection that they had is now been untied. Those generals that used to be easy to deal with now became difficult and bitter. Rabbi Gamliel saw their true colors. Those officers who seemed to be like Ohave Yisrael, those that loved Klal Yisrael, all turned against Rabbi Gamliel and forgot all the good that Rebbe and his children did for them. They showed their true faces. 
At a time when great pressure was mounting against Klal Yisrael, they didn't lift their little finger to do good for Klal Yisrael. We are mispalel. We pray for our government and the governments of the entire world that all should be kindly disposed towards B'nai Yisrael and Eretz Yisrael. May we hear Besuros Tavos Bikarov. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day.
J.M. and the A.M. Eitan Katz with Huelo Kenu on a Tuesday morning at J.M. and the A.M. It is Election Day in the United States of America. And as I have been uh, saying for the last, oh, I don't know how long, 30 years or so, but certainly over the last few days, uh, it is important that everybody get out there and vote. Make your voice heard. Do it for the sake of our uh, grandparents and great-grandparents. Do it for the sake of our community as... Uh, uh, it's always um, looked at very closely to see who uh, who has voted, what con- communities and neighborhoods go out there and take the uh, elections seriously. And don't forget <clears throat> that in addition to the um, in addition to the um, a presidential election uh, to uh, elect the president who takes over in January of 2017, there are many other elections as well on this election day. Uh, a lot of stuff down the ballot. So cast your ballot and be part of the process. Special guests in our studio this morning here at JM and the AM. The dean of the Center for the Jewish Future up at Yeshiva University and the rabbi of the young Israel of Pase Clifton and somebody who uh, I will unabashedly say is one of our favorite guests over all these years. Rabbi Yaakov Glasser is in our studio. Rabbi Glasser, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you so much. Good morning, Nachum. Nice to see you, and it was great off the air to get a report about the incredible success at the Young Israel of Passaic Clifton. That should continue, please, God. Thank you so much. This Shabbos is actually our one-year anniversary in our new building. Unbelievable. Grown by about 25 families since we moved in, and uh, it's really a place of vibrancy and Torah learning and chesed, and it's an amazing community. The uh, the uh, 25 who moved in, this is from other areas of Passaic Clifton or from parts completely out of the neighborhood? Both. They're moving in. They're coming to the shul from other areas of Passaic, and I'm told by some of the real estate agents yeah. that uh, people moving in are asking where the young Israel is to wow. make sure that they can buy and rent uh, in walking proximity, so they could be part of a uh, very special community. What has this done to the housing prices in the area, I'd like to know? Um, hopefully <laughs> kept them stable, because we always want new, younger people moving in, uh, but you, you know never know. You know that's not how it works. Right? It's going <laughs> up. I can't control. I can't control the impact on the housing market. In addition, it's a pleasure to welcome Rabbi Zev Goldberg into our studio. He is the rabbi, the spiritual leader of the Young Israel of Fort Lee in Fort Lee, New Jersey. Rabbi Goldberg, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Nachum. Pleasure to be here. Great to have you here. By the way, I don't even know if you know this, um, but why not give a, uh, a, a special commendation to the people in Fort Lee, New Jersey? The our operation here at JM and the AM has a very close connection to the young Israel of Fort Lee, and it's obvious from the way you're reacting that you know exactly what I'm talking about. Sonia Gold. Correct. Yes. Robert and Sonia Gold, for whom this studio that you sit in are named, uh, in addition to being so generous to us, were staunch members of the young Israel of Fort Lee for many years. Absolutely. So you know about their legacy. I do. There you go. All right. So we have a great connection, to say the least. All right, Rabbi Glasser, the uh, work of the um, Center for the Jewish Future is well noted. A lot of things going on. We're sort of at the beginning still of the brand new year of 5777. So I'm sure there's plenty to look forward to. Why don't we start? Should we start with the Young Israel of Fort Lee in the special program? Yeah, that would be great. Rabbi Goldberg, what's going on? What is happening between the partnership of the Young Israel of Fort Lee and the Center for the Jewish Future? That's a great question, Nachum. 
Uh, I have uh, a beautiful shul, Baruch Hashem, a little plug for Young Gazilla Fort Lee. <laughs> they deserve it. <laughs> and uh, we have a number of retirees who are very sophisticated and are hungry to learn more and more. And one of the ideas that we had in the shul was to team up with Yeshiva University and to provide a very scholarly and academic learning series so that people who are in the market for top-notch learning will know that the address is uh, 1610 Parker, and we, uh, that's the address, obviously, of the shul. <laughs> and we have teamed up with a fantastic professor, uh, Rabbi, Rabbi Dr. Richard Hidery, who is an associate professor of Jewish studies at Stern College for Women. He has a very, very popular class. And we're offering uh, basically a four-part a four part course called Transformation and Continuity. And the, the, the teacher, Rabbi Dr. Richard Hidery, will be talking about events and texts from the Second Temple era that have shaped Judaism and the world. This starts on November the 16th, which is a week from tomorrow. It's four consecutive Wednesdays. When does it take place? Is it a daytime event or a nighttime event? It's a daytime event taking place at 10 a.m. on Wednesdays. Again, we're focusing right now on the people who are home at 10 a.m. on Wednesdays, but it's certainly not limited to the members of Young Israel Forley. We're happy to have members of the community at large come and join us, and we really think of this as a rare opportunity to learn from a highly regarded scholar without having to schlep over the George Washington Bridge and uh, actually go to the university campus. <laughs> Very good. Excellent idea, in fact. All right, transformation and continuity, events and texts from the Sen- Second Temple era that have shaped Judaism and the world. It's by Dr. Richard Hittery, Associate Professor of Jewish Studies at Stern College. It starts on Wednesday, November the 16th, goes for four consecutive Wednesdays at the uh, Young Israel of Fort Lee. How do people get information about this event? That's a wonderful question, Nachum. Well, they can go on our shul website, which is yiftlee.org backslash class, and there they can register. You can also find a flyer with all of the information, and it really should be something very, very special. And we're excited to welcome the community to our synagogue. Um, yeah, we'll get to Rabbi Glasser in a moment. There's so much to talk about regarding CJF and these types of programs, etc. But Rabbi Goldberg, you've got to tell me, just like Rabbi Glasser continues to um, update me and our audience regarding the Young Israel of uh, Passaic, tell us about the Young Israel of Fort Lee. Are you in a growing stage now? I mean, it, it's, it's obviously a historic synagogue. It's been around for how long already? Over three decades. All right. So what's happening right now? In 2016, what's going on at the Young Israel of Fort Lee? That's another fantastic question, Malcolm. <laughs> thank so you. thank God we I'm are on a good streak. <laughs> We are also in a, a growth mode. I'm I've started my third year there, and over the past two-plus years, we've seen some very significant growth. Um, there are a lot of people that are interested in, in selling their house, capitalizing on the high uh, m- housing market, and looking to move to some luxury apartments that you can sort of uniquely find. Oh, in, in the Fort area? Lee. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. The, 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 your bang for your buck is far greater in Fort Lee than it is in New York City. And you have the proximity to New York City, so we really have a lot to offer. And it happens to be this Shabbos, we're also, uh, we have a big kiddish that's sponsored by 14 young families and singles who live in the area, who have been attracted to the shul. Oh, so you so have a young crowd. We do, we do. And nice. it's been a wonderful point of pride for the community to watch our membership grow so significantly. Very, very nice. And uh, 
I guess the only person not invited to Young Israel would be the governor of New Jersey. Other than that, wow. you're okay. Right? <laughs> just just I, a little Bridgegate <laughs> joke there, Rabbi Goldberg. I don't want to ask you your political position on Bridgegate, but uh, <laughs> that's our cla- I would assume it affected you in some way, shape, or form. That is our claim to fame, but we're trying to move away from associations with Bridgegate and more uh, with associations just of a very outstanding shul and community. Well, it sounds like um, uh, you are, in fact, leading an outstanding shul Thank and you. community. All right, so that's the 16th of November. It begins. Young Israel of Fort Lee, by Glasser, is this a model? Is this a model of what CJF is uh, going to be doing with other synagogues around the area? Absolutely. As we've talked about so many times, uh, CJF is really about creating an environment where YU is an entity and an institution that is inspiring, that is educating, that is leading uh, the Jewish community throughout the world. It's about getting out of the four walls of Washington Heights and empowering synagogues to be able to, through their rabbinic leadership, through their lay leadership, through their synagogue programming, uh, to be able to build an inspired Jewish community. Um, And the truth is, the partnership with Rabbi Goldberg has really been incredible. Uh, Rabbi Goldberg, who is humble, he is an extremely dynamic and charismatic rabbinic personality. He's creative, and most importantly, he has vision. He has the sense that his community could be something more than it is. And when we began to talk about what we could be doing together with the young Israel of Fort Lee, so he recognized that his demographic uh, is not just passive to Jewish education. It's a demographic that really wants to grow in terms of their knowledge, in terms of their understanding. Uh, many of them are at a stage of life, although there are many young members as well, many of them are at a stage of life where they're reflective, where they're embracing knowledge in different ways with a whole landscape of life experience. And so, you know, that's why we thought trying to bring not only Torah personalities uh, to the Young Israel Fort Lee, which of course uh, they've enjoyed many Yeshiva University Torah personalities, but doing something a little bit different, uh, bringing more of a Jewish historical perspective uh, with Dr. Hittery. That's Dr. Hittery, not Hillary, just to (laughs) clarify. Very good. Um, Don't want to be accused of electioneering (laughs) today. (laughs) Um, You know, it it, it is a model, and our Kol Yomishon program, which we are trying uh, to expand and uh, work with different communities and different shuls, yeah. So that we can I, I think the un- this. I th- I'm sorry to interrupt, but yeah, I, think, no, I think the uniqueness here is that, and I hope that people understand what I'm saying, is that there are wonderful lectures out there, and as you mentioned, you know, <clears throat> synagogues are always bringing in personal- personalities. This is a real course. This seems like a real professorial course in Jewish history in this case. Exactly. And an ongoing just adult education has become, uh, especially through the internet and through many right. of the different organizations and you know entities that have been set up, it's become something that has really become part of people's lives. Uh, there are so many different types of wisdom that you could pursue in so many different contexts. Uh, Yeshiva University should be part of that vision, and that's what this partnership is really about. It's about enriching a community's experience, and it's about being there for a rabbinic leader uh, who's looking to move his community to the next level. Rabbi Yaakov Glasser, Rabbi Zev Goldberg visiting us here on Election Day here at JM in the AM. All right, so this is not just, uh, again, tossing lecturers at different synagogues around the United States. I assume there's a lot of forethought that's put into what should be taught and at what level and who the right professor is to actually do this. Absolutely. All right, are there other programs like this that are ready to be announced, or is this something that's a a project in the works? Yeah, the truth is that uh, concurrent to this program, we have a community-based midrash, which is actually beginning tomorrow, Wednesday, November 9th. That's in the city. 
uh, and that is featuring a course given, two courses, one given by Rabbi Menachem Penner, mm. who's the Dean of Reitz, and mm. one given by Professor Nechama Price, uh, who is the director of the GPATS program at Stern College. That has over, over 80 people signed up at the moment. I know because Rabbi Charka was putting together the booklets last night in the office. Uh, and that program has been running for quite a while. Is that on campus? It is on the Stern College campus uh, and also attracts Torah personalities and Yeshiva University faculty, inspirational figures who can give people a sense and an experience of education that is not only enriching in terms of its substance, but transformative in terms of its you know, overall Torah learning experience. Open to everyone? Uh, that is open to everyone. Yeah, Anybody I mean, in the community. The reason the community, I ask like this is because... There is a registration uh, fee and there right. is a re registration process, but anyone could come and join. The reason I say this is because I don't know if you're familiar or not, but there are a couple of programs that have been going on for years in the New York City area for adult ed on weekdays that are now not taking place anymore. Oh, so that's would, interesting. Yeah, so this would be a very good the supplement or a good substitute for those who are looking to continue along that type yeah. of track. This, so. is, this is part of what we're trying to accomplish. We're trying to bring the world to Yeshiva University, and we're trying to bring Yeshiva University to the world. All right, does this happen outside of New York as well, or this is limited to our area? Uh, yeah, we, you know, we're running different Shabbatonim, different programs in communities across the country. Uh, we have So when you bring a reach Shabbaton, like you mentioned to me off the air, to California, for instance, that's, that's, you're literally taking personalities from the yeshiva and bring them out there to do a similar type of thing. Exactly. And it'll be a wide spectrum of personalities from Yeshiva University. Uh, the Shabbatunim this year are being run in particularly in conjunction with celebrating the upcoming Chag Smicha, mm. which is in March, nice. uh, which is really one of the, the crown jewels of the, sure. uh, the YU experience. And correct, we bring scholars, Torah personalities, faculty members to communities, and we look at each shul and we look at each demographic and we ask ourselves which personalities would resonate with this particular constituency and uh, we plan creative engaging programming and it's exciting and on top of that sure, glass, I would just add that there's a, an amazing resource whyutorah.org no. which is after JM and AM my <laughs> second top visited website on my browser and whyutorah is just it's, it's fabulous I can't say enough it's a collection of lectures from YU personalities and beyond. I think the site has over. The how site many has about 137,000 shirim right now. It is the largest Torah website of the world. I've listened to about half. They're all very good. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> there are about 42,000 users, and we've had over 135,000 visits this month alone. Um, it's it's just a revolution in Torah education. Uh, not only can you get so much of the Yeshiva University experience, but it has really created a Torah network uh, beyond the Yeshiva University experience. And I will tell you that we can track the demographics of where people are listening from, and there is a very impressive diversity. Um, not all the listeners are in Teaneck and the Five <laughs> Towns. Uh, there are cities throughout the world uh, where people are listening to YU Torah and engaging the Torah personalities of Yeshiva University. And we have a lot of plans uh, for YU Torah in terms of its expansion, uh, in terms of creating sites that are catering more towards Dafyomi users, creating sites that help people schedule ongoing learning commitments, uh, creating networking sites, creating sites for people who are looking for introductory material uh, to Judaism in a sophisticated way. Uh, we have a lot of plans in terms of expansion. We're, we're focused on Torah education. We're focused on a Torah experience. We're focused on Torah leadership. Uh, and it's exciting. It's exciting to be able to bring the concentration of talent and substance that exists at YU and propel it out through 
throughout the country and you know throughout the world. You know what's one of the amazing, amazing things about YU Torah is the volume of material that's added every day. That's right. That's what's unbelievable. That's how you get to 130,000 shiurim. But right. it's just unbelievable how much is added every single day. And I would also add, I think that reflects one of the unique characteristics of Yeshiva University because there are a lot of yeshivas out there that do wonderful, wonderful programs and teach fantastic Torah. But YU is really poised to take the Torah and spread it far. And YU Torah really encapsulates so much of that vision of being the sort of the repository mm. of the Torah and spreading it wherever a Jew has access to the internet, they have access to the most fantastic shiurim. Yeah, also, they got off to a flying start, getting yeah. getting this project off the ground uh, way before a lot of others, and that, yeah, of course... Correct, and we, we have to helpful. acknowledge uh, the vision of Marcos Katz, who mm, passed away this correct. past year, right. who was the benefactor of, of Y.U. Torah, right. and also Rob Shore, Rabbi Rob Shore, who uh, sits in Israel and works through this uh, with an incredible, incredible team composed of Rob Shore, Rob Shore, and Rob Shore. Right. It's um, incredible. It's really amazing. He actually gets three paychecks. <laughs> that I doubt. Uh, um, and you just See, I told you, Rabbi Goldberg is aspiration. <laughs> <laughs> he has vision of things that don't yet exist. Is Kolel Yom Rishon on a regular schedule now? Like what's Kolel Yom Rishon is on a regular schedule. There are also some exciting, uh, innovative Kolel Yom Rishon programs. So you can come and be a part of the campus Torah learning every single Sunday morning. Uh, coming up December 4th, the YU students have put together a medical ethics society conference. Oh, I remember that. We did that. Uh, their topic is infectious diseases, uh, which is very much in the news, and, and halachic issues and, and health issues that relate to that. That's going to be on December 4th. On December 18th, we are celebrating MTA's centennial right. uh, with a very special Kol Yom Rishon program, uh, which is really a Yomi Yun about inspiring the next generation. We've been working very hard with MTA's new head of school, uh, Rabbi Josh Khan. Their open house, I think, is this Sunday. Yes, we're going to speak to him at uh, some point before Shabbos. Yeah. And we've created a real amazing program uh, to engage parents and educators in serious conversation uh, and inspiration about how to relate and engage your teen's Torah growth uh, in this generation. So there's been a tremendous amount of community programming that's uh, been evolving over the last number of months and, and coming to fruition now. And on the rabbinic front, uh, the rabbinic training and ongoing rabbinic education is also flourishing. Uh, in a, next week, we're going to have close to 100 Rebbitsons, uh that will be convening in Teaneck for a two-day conference, the only conference like it in the world, uh, where Rebbitsons who are really the heroes of synagogue life uh, in terms of not only their support of what the Rabbanim are doing, but their own independent contributions and leadership uh, to the fabric of Jewish communities. Uh, they gather together to study Torah, uh, to receive chizuk, uh, to network with each other, to discuss issues that are engaging their own communities. Uh, and it's really, it's a very inspirational experience. Uh, you mentioned rabbinic training. I hope it's going well, because there are so many complicated issues these days that rabbis have to deal with that people in my father's rabbinic generation, they had things to deal with, but these are some really difficult circumstances they have to deal with. So if they have mentors at Yeshiva University in REITs that can assist them 
and being trained on these topics, that's a very good Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. We're, we're, we're currently, uh, in the next couple of weeks, gonna, so we have ongoing rabbinic education courses aside from the incredible training at REITs right. itself, which has really evolved, and, and you should have Rabbi Penner here to, to talk to you about that. Um, we have ongoing rabbinic education programming, online rabbinic courses, where what we do is exactly what you're talking about, Nachum. We take issues that rabbis have to deal with today, that they're at the forefront of, uh, of dealing with their congregants, and we construct online courses. These courses attract close to between 80 and 100 Rabbanim, which represents tens of thousands of uh, synagogue constituents in terms of its overall impact. And we structure the courses so that the rabbis hear from experts in the field. The upcoming one is about mental health issues. So the rabbis will hear about issues relating to ADHD, um, OCD, uh, suicidality, all sorts of different things that come up in the context of rabbinic life. They'll hear from expert psychologists, psychiatrists, and they'll also hear from seasoned rabbanim who have experience dealing with these issues so they can contextualize these issues into their own leadership paradigm and figure out out how they're going to navigate these challenges. And then there are ongoing personalities at YU who are always available and supporting rabbis and on the phone all the time, Rabbi Schwartzberg, Rabbi Schachter, Rabbi Brander, uh, myself, Rabbi Penner, um, who are constantly providing guidance uh, to Rabbanim. Yeah, I'll give you an example of the upcoming the election that we're experiencing today. Mm. So this Shabbos in the pulpit, you know, every rabbi in the country is going to have to get up and say something. Say something, you know, and everyone's wondering, you know, how do rabbis figure out what to say? This is not the Shabbos where you just open up an etziv and you're like, oh, you know, there's the election. This is the Shabbos where you turn to mentors and people with, with experience, and we're putting together now a program called Chomer Ledrush uh, that'll be recorded tomorrow that give rabbis guidance, insight, perspectives, ideas. Uh, it doesn't construct their sermon for them. That the rabbi does with their own, infusing their own creativity and personality, but it will give them a sense of an, an outlook from someone with, with a little more experience, with a little more depth, and you know that's the type of support that we're providing to the leadership in the field. And I can, I'm I, sorry. I can also just say that I, I, I'm a beneficiary of these resources. Mm. I've taken some of the classes that Rabbi Glasser mentioned. I oftentimes call my Rabbanim from my yeshiva days, and I can tell you that I feel so fully supported from the Yeshiva University Network and the work that Rabbi Glasser is doing that what Rabbi Glasser is saying is not just a exaggerated hyperbole, but it's actually concrete support that Rabbanim in the field feel every day. Amazing. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County, 91.9 in the FM Dial, broadcasting live from the aforementioned Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey, around the world on the web, org, and of course on the NSN app. And as we mentioned, uh, the Gold family, members of the Young Israel of Fort Lee for many years, and people who uh, certainly... Uh, appreciated and enjoyed this amazing radio broadcast. All right, uh, everybody in the Young Israel of Fort Lee area, and as Rabbi Goldberg said, you don't have to be from the Young Israel of Fort Lee. You don't even have to be from the area. You can come from far and wide. Uh, starting at 10 a.m. on November the 16th, four consecutive Wednesdays featuring Dr. Rabbi Dr. Richard Hittery, Associate Professor of Jewish Studies at Stern College, teaching the topic related to the study of transformation and continuity, events and texts in the Second Temple era that have shaped Judaism and the world. You can enjoy all of that in a four 
consecutive Wednesday series beginning on November the 16th. Information, Young Israel Address? Uh, Y-I-F-T-L-E-E dot org backslash class. Simple as that. Go to Young Israel Fort Lee website and you can get information. Rabbi Glasser, you mentioned a whole bunch of things, including what piqued my interest uh, more than any other, as you as you saw my reaction, which was the uh, classes available to everybody in Midtown Manhattan uh, through the week. How do people get information about all of that? Uh, to get information about that, you could go to the Yeshiva University website, or you could call our office, uh, 212-960-400, and uh, all online, yu.edu slash sternlearn. That is the uh, <laughs> web address of the program, and uh, we look forward to seeing everyone there. It's all about the web address. Stern Learn. <laughs> so I've like heard. That's <laughs> yeah, It's all about the web. <laughs> all right, Rabbi Glass, Rabbi Goldberg, Eshikoff. Thank you, and best regards to everybody up at Yeshiva University and the Young Israel of Passaic Clifton and the Young Israel of Fort Lee. Thank, Thank you, you Nachum, and we want to wish you luck in Thank your you. uh, future endeavors. We're all very excited for you. I appreciate that very much. More coming up. It is Election Day on this Tuesday at JM in the AM. Inshallah, 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 Inshall
J.M. and the A.M. on Election Day. I wanted to play one of the newer songs from Barry Weber, and we got to that classic instead. Not bad, though. Me, 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 done by Barry Weber. Ellie Schwebel with We Are One. You heard Inshallah, done by Yaakov Shweki off We Are a Miracle. Quarter after eight Tuesday, Election Day. Have you been to the polls yet? Have you made your voice heard? Have you voted in the uh, 2016 presidential election? Don't forget a lot of other elections as well. 
lot of other votes to be cast besides the uh, one for president. Get out there today and vote. It's Aliyah Day in Israel on the 7th of Mar Cheshvan. Could you imagine Election Day in America, Aliyah Day in Israel, same day? Pretty amazing. Sunshine with a high of 66. We're at 41 degrees right now. Remember, our big transition takes place on December the 1st. I am asking all the youngsters out there, from the 10 and 11-year-olds to the teenagers to people in their 20s and 30s, please assist all of us in the uh, older generation um, in making this transition. It might be as simple as uh, installing an app, in the NSN app, the Nachum Single Network app. It may be as simple as an auxiliary cable in someone's car. Maybe as simple as buying an iPad for your grandmother or grandfather so that they have our 24-hour programming at the touch of a button. It might be as simple as uh, providing the listen line to them so they could actually call a phone number and hear our show, either in its entirety or if they want to tune in for a specific segment each day or each week. I mean, we're talking about an amazing and incredible way uh, to uh, easily listen into us in what we will, we, in what we are planning to be a seamless transition uh, to our brand new um, operation. And um, again, everybody out there, just uh, if you're not in the New York, New Jersey area, this will not affect you at all. If you're in the New York, New Jersey area, and you don't listen on terrestrial radio, it will not affect you at all. Uh, so keep that in mind. If you do traditionally listen on terrestrial radio, you have to make that uh, little adjustment, uh, which takes a few seconds, frankly, and you'll be able to uh, join with us and be with us every single day. So um, I, again, ask all of the youngsters out there to help us in this uh, incredible revolution, and uh, as we get bigger and better, um, we'll have all of our listeners, please God, with us throughout the entire time and uh, heading into the future. 17 minutes after 8 o'clock. More coming up if you keep it right here at JM in the AM.
J.M. in the A.M. Weiner Brothers with S.R.A.N.I. on a Tuesday morning on this election day in the U.S.A. Uh, David Mandel is going to join us in a moment with special guests um, who we are just uh, we're overwhelmed with uh, with honor that uh, we get to speak with them today. And we'll explain all of that coming up in just a moment. Uh, David, of course, is the CEO at OHEL, and they have an amazing event coming up. And I say it like that because every single time they gather together for their gala, it ends up being an amazing event. One of the most inspiring dinner gatherings, really, in the Jewish world. And on November the 20th, a week from Sunday night, on November the 20th at the Marriott Marquis in New York City, uh, OHEL again presents its annual gala with many distinguished honorees and an incredible opportunity uh, to really to to really um, uh, see and experience the future of OHEL between the brand new building, the naming of uh, some of their programs, uh, and so many other things. They are going to have a an entire lineup filled with uh, inspiring and incredible stories, and you are all invited to be part of it. Uh, the phone number for information is 718-972-9338, You can also log on, ohelgala.org. That's ohelgala.org. David Mandel, CEO at Ohel, welcome back to JM in the AM. Good morning, Nachum. Thank you very much. It's always a pleasure. A pleasure to speak with you. And before we introduce our special guest, can I... Uh, uh, just get a word from you about the uh, the 47th annual gala. I know it's honoring uh, Rabbi Harry and Dr. Elizabeth Reeder of Blessed Memory. You're celebrating the dedication of the Reeder Mental Health Services Center, which is going to be accepted. It's going to be uh, recognized by their daughters, Annette and Dr. Menachem Rubin, Julie and Kenneth Pinsauer. They're going to accept that distinction. Uh, you have many other distinguished honorees that evening uh, in a uh, in, in what is always an inspiring night. Uh, it, and, and of course, how could I forget, David, the the future, the incredible Jaffa Family Campus is set to open in the middle of 2017. There must be an incredible amount of enthusiasm and exhilaration at OHEL headquarters with all of these developments. It's uh, the next 50 years, God willing. OHEL has been in ballpark for its first 47 years, and however long, OHEL will be needed to serve the community. The future is at the Jaffa Family Campus, our main headquarters, that will go up 100,000 square feet in the heart of Flatbush, and um, our programs and services will combine under that one roof, and we're so happy to be able to honor the Jaffa family and uh, the Jaffa family builders, Charles Schwarzapfel and uh, Joe Rubin and Rubin Development Corporation, and uh, Mendy and Hani Schreiber, and, uh, as well as two longtime parent advocates at OHEL, Mr. and Mrs. Bird Gross and Mrs. Rose Pollock, who uh, more than 40 years ago you know, advocated strongly and helped OHEL establish its first residences for people with disabilities. And as you know, OHEL now has hundreds of men and women living in our homes and apartments throughout New York City and Nassau County. So we really are excited looking forward, and the guest that you're about to introduce has also uh, challenged us with a special opportunity 
towards the Jaffa Family Campus, which we'll, we will also be announcing at the Ohel Gala. Mm. All really very exciting. And I know last year <laughs> the uh, the family and the guests that you're referring to challenged the greater Ohel family as well. And uh, I, we are looking forward to hearing about this upcoming challenge. Uh, David is alluding to the fact that the Gloria and Harvey Cayley and their family have been amazing and incredible. Anybody who follows what's going on in the Jewish world knows about their incredible generosity and their a spirit of giving that has really allowed so many great causes to grow. Ohel prominently among them. And uh, sure enough, that's, of course, where the name Camp Cayley comes from. And it is with great pleasure that we welcome Harvey Cayley to JM in the AM. Mr. Cayley, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. Well, thank you for inviting me, and it's my pleasure. Uh, many of us at this point, of course, know about Camp Cayley and so many of the other angles that your family has gone ahead to support and to encourage when it comes to the work of OHEL. I am sure there are so many people out there, now that you're on the air with us, who are curious to hear about your first encounter with OHEL. Who, who and when were you introduced to this special cause, and was your entree into this amazing organization? summer uh, go to West Hampton Beach and we were at a evening affair and this woman told us that she's having she has nine children or seven children I said my first thought was wow she must be very energetic <laughs> anyway turned out that these were um, she had forced the children in her home, but she told me what all about Ohel. So I was very impressed with what she did. Her name is Elaine and uh, Schickman, and her husband is Bernie. I had a feeling you were speaking about that. <laughs> so what happened was, then they asked if they could visit me. Uh, she made an arrangement for Ohel to visit me at my office. And when they explained what they were doing, so I got involved, and we had the Marvin Cayley uh, Center uh, opened up in Brooklyn. And it was a very outstanding affair, and we got involved with how they were constructing it and so forth. So that was my encounter into OHEL. But what they were doing is really what turned me on very heavily. Here they're taking people who have a disadvantage, whatever it may be, and they were trying to balance the field by giving them help. And to me, that's one of the greatest things you could do is help people to help themselves to do better for them. And OHEL, through the years, for me, it's a class act, meaning that they're not like everyone else from what I see and what I've experienced. They don't do anything but do it, what I would call it A+, and they're real. These are people who care, and they care enough to make a difference. And so that's the reason and how I got involved with OHEL. Harvey Cayley is with us. 
Um, I could only imagine when you speak about balance, and that is probably one of the terms that's often used in reference to Camp Cayley. When you were first presented with that concept of what Camp Cayley has now become, uh, and really now uh, such an amazing institution in the world of Jewish camping, uh, did you think it was possible? Do you think did you think that this vision that everybody had could actually be achieved? And frankly, now in 2016, are you are you proud of the direction the camp has taken? one of the best things that has happened. It has exceeded, by any measure, all my expectations. I thought at the beginning, you know, kids can have a few weeks of sunshine. But it's turned out to be a lot more than that. And surprisingly, which I had not expected, the camp is divided approximately one-third with needs and two-thirds without needs. But the two-thirds without needs have surpassed anything I could think of. They've learned about themselves. This is a very special camp. There are no showers. It's a camp designed so everyone is almost equal, meaning that everyone participates. And the things they do make it such that Everyone is a winner. For example, I remember talking to one girl who said she won a prize at the end of uh, uh, games they were playing. So I said, did you win? She said, no, but she got a prize. And the answer was everyone who participated (coughs) was a winner, and so she got a prize. Now, that's very unusual. So it's not only the camp, the facilities, but the staff. It's so strong. It's amazing to see how people could feel free. And the kids, they all feel it. It's something that I get turned on very heavily when I see the results. And it has exceeded expectations. But I can't even say how much. It's that much greater. I believe this is a camp that should be uh, copied all over because the results are unbelievably strong. Amazing. To hear you say that it's exceeded your expectations is unbelievably heartwarming. Harvey Cayley is with us live via telephone. I remind you that the OHEL Gala is coming up uh, on the 20th of November. You can go to the website, ohelgala.org. You can also dial 718-972-9338, 718-972-9338. We'll, we'll speak about the brand-new building and some of the things about the future in just a moment, Mr. Cayley, but I'm always curious about the um, about the challenges. We mentioned the challenge that you put forth to everybody gathered, the thousands that were in the ballroom last year, and David just alluded to the fact that on the 20th of November, again, uh, you and your wife will proclaim to everybody that you want others involved and that the challenge will be out there, whatever uh, the challenge will be this time around. Uh, w- what is it about the challenge? What, is it that, that you feel you'd like to, to spread the word and include as many people as possible in this incredible effort? First of all, I believe 
that the more people contribute, even small amounts, it will make a big difference. For example, I think it's better to have a hundred people give a hundred dollars than one person giving ten thousand, because it's the support of all that counts. <coughs> and to me, there's another factor. You know, there's not many times in your life where you can make a difference, whether you give a little or you give a lot, you're making a difference. And if you have this opportunity to say that in my life I did something good, because you can't even imagine, it's not just the amount of money you give, but it affects people's lives, not only directly, but then when they get, grow up and have kids, or they have something, it affects them too. So it, it's an opportunity to get more people involved. And for that reason is why I do the challenge. It's amazing. And uh, th what you're saying about it affecting future generations as well is something so important to consider. What would we like, what would we like to pass on to our children more than being generous and being full of chesed. 25 minutes before the hour, Harvey Cayley with us live via telephone. So now, as I pointed out when David was uh, speaking to us at the beginning of this conversation, it's in you know, many, many organizations, and you're involved in public life, you know this just like I do, many organizations, once they're starting to hit 50 years, you know, they're, they're going to hit a lull. It's, it seems that with OHEL, it's exactly the opposite. Now, more than ever, they are revving up, and they are getting set to move into a brand new facility. How important is it now for this gala and in general for the community to make sure that OHEL is a success as they now go into this brand new facility? I think OHEL is doing something that is immeasurable because they affect thousands of people's lives. Could you imagine that you have the ability to do it? Whether you do it or not is something else, but the ability to do it and to make it come true, you're helping people. You, <laughs> anything you do to help OHEL means you're helping thousands of people. Now, maybe to not a great degree for any one person, but what they're doing is really saving lives. And how much more can you say when you're doing it now? The fact that they're growing is because the need is growing. It's not that, you know, problems are going down, they're going up. So you need that support, and it's direct. You know, we were at a dinner with OHEL just looking at the building uh, last week. And during the building, during that dinner, someone got a call that someone was in trouble. The person who was at OHEL left the dinner to go help that person. Where else are you going to get this? That's motivation. And the fact is that they're extremely highly motivated. And I think it starts from the top. That with David and uh, his crew and his staff, this is the, you know, that's what, what you call makes a difference. In my business in electronics, you know, make, everyone can make the same product, but they're not all the same. 
you get some that are what you call top-notch. And it's top-notch because they do every little detail is considered. And they have what I would call passion to succeed. And that's what's at OHL. Can't disagree with that. Everybody out there is invited to participate the 47th Annual Gala, November the 20th. And the Harvey Cayley, I, this might be overstating the obvious, but it's something that I've been saying for many, many years, and I would love to get your comment about it. There, there's something about this gathering. I'm sure you've been to many, many dinners <laughs> in your professional and personal life, but there's something about that evening with Ohel that is very, very inspiring. Would you agree with me and convince people in our audience to come and see what it's all about? Why we call. I, I personally think that it's, it's one event, I can tell you I have many invitations. It's the only event that I have my schedule around being at the Nachum, we receive many letters, many phone calls from parents, from family members on Camp Cayley, uh, both um, letters from parents of kids with special needs and letters from parents of typical kids, typical and atypical. We receive most of the letters, and um, Harvey and Gloria received one letter recently directly that they shared with us. It's a lengthy letter. I just want to read to you um, three sentences written from a a parent of a child with... um, Special needs. As I sit here writing this letter, this is to Harvey and Gloria Cayley. As I sit here writing this letter, I am crying. I can't express enough in words my appreciation for what you have done for my son and all the other Cayley children. You don't know the lasting impression that this camp has made on him. I can't believe that you do this for these kids when you don't even know them. You can never know the true extent of your generosity and how people so appreciated. Those are the words of a mother. We opened registration on September 15th, Nachum. Yeah. Baruch Hashem, Cam Kaley is sold out. <laughs> Unbelievable. What number summer is this already? Um, this is uh, summer number seven. Unbelievable. Um, this is um, the fourth year that Ellie Brazil is um, head counselor of Cam Kaley. Cam director, director of Cam Kaley, and we really don't have enough words to express for the for the vision and and and, and the direction that Ellie Brazil provides to Cam Kaley and uh, the board of trustees of Cam Kaley and the board of directors of OHEL. This is a group effort with Harvey and Gloria leading the way and uh, literally hundreds of people involved. So it's, it's, um, it's just great. We, we have a waiting list. We're working very hard to include additional children. We're working very hard 
to, um, God willing, build uh, additional bunkhouses for this coming summer, uh, to expand the camp. It's, um, it's, it's just very, very exciting. Pretty remarkable what's going on. Both uh, Ohel Camp Kaylee and everything in between. Just unbelievable. The uh, Ohel Gala comes up on the 20th of November. You are encouraged by our guests and by all of us to be there and to experience uh, Ohel, its present and its future. They'll be talking a lot about the future that night. That I can guarantee you, especially with the new facility being built as we speak. Uh, phone number for information is 718-972-9338. 718-972-9338. org for the web. It's org. Harvey Cayley, thank you so much for joining us today. A real honor and privilege to speak with you about uh, such a, a cause that's so dear to you. Well, thank you so much. <coughs> it's been my pleasure. And thank you. David Mandel, what can I tell you? You, I know, uh, just like me, would love to see thousands and thousands come to that dinner on the night of November the 20th, and uh, know, knowing how incredible a cause it is, that's probably exactly what you're going to have that night on November the 20th, David. We look forward to it. We're very excited, and we're really always, always happy to be part of the Nachum Siegel program, and wishing you luck, wishing you well on December 1st as you go fully digital. Greatly appreciate that. Everyone come along with us. Ohel Dinner happens on the night of November the 20th, 718-972-9338-ohelgala.org. It's Election Day, Tuesday at JM in the AM.
store and pick me up some potatoes. Well, I said to the bag, no need to be flattered. If it's money that you want, then it's money you'll get. But there ain't nobody but the Holy One. I said, there ain't nobody but the Oh! 
Micha Gammerman. Uh, before that, you heard Avramo Avram Freed. Rogers Park with the Holy One. Uh, if you missed our Yeshiva League sports update, it's in the archive section or will be uh, soon at NahumSiegel.com. We'll be able to pick up the uh, JMNAM radio program from this morning. Special shout out to those who listen on the archives. Um, what else did I want to mention to everybody? Today's election day. If you haven't voted yet, make sure to vote. Five minutes from now on JM Rewind, we're going to replay the David Greenfield-Jeff Balaban election forum that we did last week. Might give more and more people an impetus to uh, get to the polls today. Don't forget there are other elections today, not just presidential, not just for President of the United States, the one who's going to take over in January of 2017. But there are others as well. A lot of votes that are going to be counted. 
And uh, sometime tonight, we should know who the next president of the United States will be. Get out there and vote. Today is Aliyah Day. Could you imagine the same day as uh, the same day as um, Election Day in the United States is Aliyah Day in Israel? I found that to be unbelievable. <laughs> really unbelievable. Um, yeah. The Kalbach special is a week from Thursday. The yard site of Rabbi Shlomo Kalbach is the 16th of Mar Cheshvan. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. Eastern Time through Thursday, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. The 24 hours of Kalbach with us at the Nachum Siegel Network. So make sure to be tuned in, please. Thank you. Wrapping things up with Shlomo Simcha, JM in the AM. Brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, broadcasting live in the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey. Around the world on the web, jamnam.org, nachomsigl.com, and of course... On the NSN app. Make sure you have what you need for the big transition, whether it's a web radio or the NSN app or um, the listen line or the uh, Bluetooth for your car or the computer desktop with archives and with the live presentation as well at NahumSiegel.com. Starting December the 1st, it's going to be all digital for us. 
with an amazing opportunity for uh, growth and independence. Um, so join us. Come along with us. Take the 30 seconds required to make the adjustment to come along with us, please. Hey, don't forget to vote. It's Election Day after all. Tomorrow we're back starting at 6 a.m. JM Rewind is next with our election forum. Have a fabulous Tuesday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.